0: Hello and welcome to Skulls and Dolls with h H&M. and I'm here with Ms. M. Hello, everyone. Uh, we've had a full week. As yeah. it, we know, it's going to get more and more full as we get closer to graduation for our seniors. March Madness. This is definitely March <laughs> Madness. Um, you know, and we're in South Carolina, so mm. some of our larger institutions did uh, final the rounds final. of acceptances. Right. Um, had my, my school shaking a little bit on... <laughs> Tuesday for USC, I think, and then well, still in the evening, the 28th of February, and then March 1st for Clemson, yeah, correct? And then call the Charleston, come up the rear, asking for more students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, there's schools oh, that are still accepting that's true, um, are still accepting applications. Um, so keep in mind that if you haven't applied or haven't applied because you know circumstances have changed I mean you got students who were going to the military we got mm-hmm. students who are expecting division one scholarships right right um you know who are admissible to other schools yeah. and then didn't get those scholarships um now they're ready to apply mm-hmm. to school mm-hmm. so a lot of those co- those college applications are still open around the country um I want to just encourage people to hurry up and go ahead and apply Please. because you need an acceptance letter to do some of the scholarships correct correct um so how did how we coming off a a, the fair another fair last one Yay!
1: (laughs) i slept yesterday yeah (laughs) well usually you call to um i didn't call you yesterday i slept i I really (laughs) did um (laughs) just i don't know handling things and trying to handle tech support and you know i i look at I look at all of our fairs as a teachable moment right? Um, from beginning to end because it's the same things you, you need to do for the scholarship or college process. Right. Reading your emails. Absolutely. Um, like before a deadline or before a day of, a, of an event. Um, read all the details. If something is in bold red, it's right. probably important. I've seen that on scholarship applications mm-hmm. as well. They'll have something, but the important part you know, turning in your transcript, um, and, an official, you know, transcript or having a recommendation letter. Some of those things are in bold for a purpose. Right. <laughs> Along with deadlines. And uh, and so it's just a, a teachable moment. And then just to communicate about communication with um, even a scholarship organization. If you have a question before the deadline. Right. Like, Don't wait until the day something needs to be postmarked or... Um, You know, sent to them Mm -hmm. on that particular day to try to ask a question because sometimes they may not get a chance to answer you. Well, well.
0: they're human, too. Yeah. And so I've told some students uh, yesterday I did successful college admissions Mm -hmm. and the part about recommendation letters. Mm -hmm. We were you know, we always talk about this and students are always trying to figure out who to use. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not a bad idea. To identify those people early. early.
1: I absolutely agree. There's
0: no rule that says you have to wait till mm-hmm. you know about a scholarship to ask them right. to be somebody who's going to recommend you for a scholarship. Right. You don't have to wait because, you know, if you're a junior now, you know that you are going mm-hmm. to apply to college. Correct. And if you have, you're going to use your 10th grade Algebra 2 honors teacher mm-hmm. who had you last year. Um. It's okay to go ahead and give her the heads up to go ahead and write a recommendation letter. You may want to do it, you know, while it's fresh on their mind. Right? There's right. no, like, dates that have to be on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the organizations don't say that you have to do it within two weeks of submission. There's right. no, That's right. there's, there's not deadlines for that kind of thing. So unless unless they're asking you to submit it directly to the application and you need, like, a unique link or mm-hmm. something you can go ahead and get some of mm-hmm. these generic recommendation letters out of the way. Of the way. There's no reason you yeah. can't go into the summer of your senior year, going into your senior year mm-hmm. with two or three recommendation letters as PDFs saved in a file right. so you can go ahead and get some of those pumped out. There's no um, rule for that. So mm-hmm. if you're uploading things, um, you know, just take advantage of that.
1: And sometimes that doesn't. we see that as counselors. It doesn't work in their favor is something like the um carolina the central mm-hmm. carolina It's due, it's due, it's is due today
0: mm-hmm.
1: so if you send your your guidance link out or your recommendation out late today it's the weekend
0: right <laughs> they may not. well i know it. we're gonna i, I am 100 <laughs> percent sure that i'm gonna have two or three that worked on it this weekend mm-hmm. and then put They're me down see, as a reference right. or put one of the counselors down mm-hmm. as a reference and then that will be too late It'll be too late, and we put you know Central Carolina out yes, months early. ago, right? You know um, the representatives for there they've done a great mm-hmm. job, and so they have plenty of time to do that. Mm-hmm. I think it opens up in January, mm-hmm. so you have basically two almost three months, right, to get it out. You know, you got two months to get it out there, and and you're that's a that's a unique link to your recommender. Mm-hmm. So, and you we, can you can push that out early, like yes. as soon
1: as you. Create your account. You mm-hmm.
0: can get that out of the way. And they sent reminders. Most of them oh, are sending reminders. Yeah. Because, you know, I was busy. And mm-hmm. so one of my students forwarded me the reminder link. Mm-hmm. I didn't take it personal. Right. You know, just like we talked about. We also mentioned that yesterday. Yeah. Um, recommenders, you know, unless you are ridiculous about it, there's mm-hmm. not. they're not going to take it personal, I a don't. reminder. Nope, Please don't. remind me. Gentle reminders. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Please remind me because, yeah. again... We are working with several students. Mm-hmm. Uh, every school counseling office is different. Right. Um, and if you want it to be a thoughtful recommendation
1: mm-hmm.
0: where people aren't rushing, you want to go ahead and get those things out. So, again, there is nothing wrong with going and asking if you took pre-cal last semester in 11th grade and you want to get a recommendation from your pre-cal teacher. Mm-hmm and you want it to be fresh on their mind about how you came back and studied and did all this different stuff to tutor and everything, they can write it. Yeah. You know, and go ahead or go ahead and say, I'm going to be asking you for a recommendation letter. And, you know, you don't have to give them a deadline at that point. You've already just reminded them that that's something that's going to be yeah. coming up.
1: So that, you know, I looked at all of that yesterday just as I, you know, was just taking, you know, some time yesterday to think about the entire day and um, from start to finish. So um, just, you know, I think communication is a a big piece, um, you know, through scholarship and with college admissions as well. We've learned that um, just communicating with now financial aid. It was starting off admissions Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year. Now you've done your FAFSA. So now it's kicked into let's communicate with the financial aid office. Right. That could be a difference in some money.
0: There you gotta well. it's okay. okay. Closed mouths don't get fed. We <laughs> say this all the time. I say you that better all the time. You gotta ask. Uh one thing that I thought was interesting, you know, before we get into the financial aid jargon mm-hmm. is these schools have, have added these bridge programs. Oh. Yeah. And um well University mm-hmm. of South Carolina I think has two different ones. Yes. That, and so that was confusing. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you have read your acceptance letter and you are confused mm-hmm. about you know, what you've been accepted to or what that means. Yeah. You know, there's research online and you can ask. Yeah. So one, you can read, which is what we talked about with,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you mentioned with, you know, following the directions right. and reading very specifically. and But there's two two different pathways in the University of South Carolina outside of the regular admission. Mm-hmm. And then other schools, you know, most of the schools now are adding some sort of bridge program. Yep. You need to look at what that means for you and for mm-hmm um next year right because you have to think about if that's what you want to do now some bridge programs are not saying that you have to live on their campus correct correct um that you have to do a certain number of you know hours or anything and then some of them are mm-hmm. some of them have very specific mm-hmm. requirements you have to live on campus you got to pay this tuition you got to have this meal plan you got to mm-hmm. live with these people who also are doing the bridge program right. so you need to make sure you understand that um you know have students who aspired To get Mm -hmm. Clemson Bridge. Right. Oh, okay. That's what they, you know, I'm gonna get bridged. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) We get it, they got bridged. They're like, you know, I'm kind of disappointed. I said, I thought this whole six months we've been waiting on you to get bridged. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't really, I, I just, you know, I just said that. Yeah. And I told them, I said, you know, there are other opportunities out there because Clemson Bridge is very expensive. And we, it is. And so when you're looking at your state schools and your different states, and like I said, outside listeners, Think about the bridge program mm-hmm. and then think about that in comparison to um, regular admission into right. one of the other schools of your choice. Even if that's your second choice, third mm-hmm. choice, if that is more reasonable, mm-hmm. then you know, keep that in mind as well. Yeah. Um, financial aid language is difficult for a lot of people. It is. <laughs> uh, Me too. Sometimes because yeah. I have to read it.
1: Right, you do. It, mm-hmm. That's a part of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: you have to read yeah. it and see because sometimes and sometimes. I am not ashamed to say that I have to read it out loud mm-hmm. to make sure that when I'm working with the student, I'm giving them the right information Right. because there's a lot of words sometimes in those paragraphs that mm-hmm. are confusing. Mm-hmm. A lot of the schools are still going to be waiting on who's going to be accepting and those kind of things before they offer some of their you right. know more departmental money that they're going to have. Like, so top students have been offered scholarships from what I've found. And then the next level of student has been offered some scholarship money. And mm-hmm. then students who have submitted their FAFSA and attached it to the school. Right. Um, and,
1: and the other part is, um, like, random verification. Right. And if you don't turn that information in on time, that could delay, right? you know, your scholarship package um, as well. And I, I've seen some of the students, it can be confusing. So, again, you may need to pick up the phone and ask someone. Because one important piece is, do you have your username and password? <laughs> To yeah, get into later. the portal, and and I think I've seen it from a few with Jordan. It's different than from your admissions right portal. It's it's different to get now because you're considered almost a student, yeah, a, a student, and so that username and password is is different. And so if you haven't kept up with it, or if it was in a letter or email, right. And you have to go back and search. Yeah, yeah.
0: they gave you a mm-hmm. unique mm-hmm. ID, mm-hmm. and I get why some schools do it, particularly the larger schools, because right. they don't have to give you another one when you come. Right, but some of them smaller schools. I'm like, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you know, made a whole yeah. email. Yeah, but I do think that that
1: is different. That because you know, back when my oldest was going through it, if if I think she got selected. You know, they would send some paperwork and, you know, you right. would, send, would right. fill out the paperwork and you'd send it back in. now you they're not even using the system through the schools. Right. They're using like an outside company with some of them. And you have to upload um, tax papers and stuff. So you think about a first gen kid. Right. Who's not familiar with that or who doesn't have access to a scanner or, mm-hmm. you know, you're praying that they hopefully, you know, will ask a question or or go to their school counselor. I just wonder about my kids in the school where if this is the part where they would give up,
0: right? Yeah, and know is where they get lost and lose mm-hmm. a lot of money, um, mm-hmm. just because they don't know mm-hmm. the importance of uploading those newer forms or mm-hmm. what forms they're talking about. Yeah, um,
1: you have to upload copies of um, your parents' um, tax papers. Right. Um, you have to a- answer some questions: how many people live in your household, right. kids, and stuff like that. So if they're doing if they're
0: first gen... Well, I know that some of mine thought that... Well, immediately when they got mm-hmm. notified of that, they thought they did something wrong. Right, right. And so their parent also thought they did something wrong right. too because then, of course, right. it would seem like you did yeah. if you're having to do the same thing. Yeah. I'd, you know, they're thinking, oh, I just did that. I don't yeah. want to do it again. Right. Um, so you could be thinking you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Um. I will say that with... You know, so much stuff on their cell phones, mm-hmm. they are missing some information mm. because I think some students are look, checking their email and they're, like, clicking on things. And then when they look at it on the computer, it's already mm-hmm. looked like they've been it's been read. And then they're mm-hmm. not going into their junk mail on their phones either, for sure. Right. You know, and then, you know, they don't get notified of certain things. So we have to make sure that we are vigilant mm-hmm. and remind them to check their emails, um, especially now, because mm-hmm. I looked in somebody's email i know this is the same with you going in jordan's now hitting march 1st it was like all these emails and if i didn't know any better mm-hmm. i would have thought the young lady had confirmed that she was attending some of these schools right because it was like oh get ready to be a tiger now right. here's the next thing and then mm-hmm. it's like you here come usc and then here comes college charleston mm-hmm. and here's back winter you know jordan's for admitted students day is really over- right. overwhelming and she's not going to any of those schools hmm and had not confirmed or paid any deposit to any of those schools with yeah, March first. Marketing. It, oh yeah, they're pushing it, it out. Oh, and make. so it's very easy for the school that you want that you are attending to get lost in those things too. That's true. So you got to make sure that when they're like, "Oh, I didn't get anything," that if you're a parent or a school counselor mm-hmm. listening, you really, if you really want to know, you might have to go th- and scroll through mm-hmm. with them. You know, I would just have them pull it up on the desktop, which yeah, it's like kryptonite sometimes, yeah. but pull it up on the desktop because your phone. Um, it's tough. It's just like when you're adding schools to mm-hmm. your FAFSA. It's on there, and you can do it from your phone, but it's little extra buttons. It's a little bit more convoluted than it is if you would just pull up your FAFSA on your computer or yep. laptop. A yep. Um, couple questions, though, that I got about financial aid mm-hmm. and scholarships in my session, mm-hmm. which I know they meant to ask you, <laughs> <but> <laughs> was, um, you know, I... I had a parent that has a kid, first year, senior, first Mm -hmm. year, freshman in college. Okay, All right. So we were in the part where I'm talking about majors and the value of choosing the right major Mm -hmm. and how majors can impact your scholarships and Mm -hmm. those things. So two questions came up. You know, I specifically said that there are some Mm -hmm. colleges, like I mentioned on the show last week, that are not going to be offering some of these majors because they don't equate to a job without you know, linking to an internship or mm-hmm. a specific path for those students. And so her question was, you know, what scholarships do we have for students who are majoring in psychology or criminal justice, mm-hmm. um as a you know, as a college student already. Right. And so I wasn't sure how to answer that other than just say that they were looking at general scholarships mm-hmm. because those particular majors don't really lend itself to something unless you've Right aligned yourself with something. And
1: there may be some national um, organizations or associations like, you know, you know, national association. I don't know. Psychiatrists or black psychiatrists. Right. Right. There, but you have to be a a member, a student member. uh, Most of the time you have to be a student or go to your department. Right. You know, at your school to see what scholarships that they offer.
0: And, you know, and I, I did make it clear, which I think the major thing comes mm-hmm. up a lot because now, mm-hmm. you know, I think she said her child wanted to be a forensic psychologist okay. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I suggested <laughs> linking up with the FBI mm-hmm. when they come and have those those things at schools right? Um, and internships and those yeah. things. Those internships are, yeah. Are I good. couldn't really, and like you said, aside from the organization, mm-hmm. so if you're listening, the organization's... um. That are linked to those things is going to help. Yeah. Um, I do see where we have some concern with colleges are going to let you into that major mm-hmm. and then may not provide some of that guidance that you need once you're in the major. right? Because colleges, you know, are businesses. Yep. And so okay. once you have chosen a major, say psychology,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they're very well aware in their psychology department that if you don't start research or plan to continue on right that you'll have to get some initial certification and those things mm-hmm. um so some schools have talked about adding like a counseling like counts clinical counseling as some sort of undergraduate major mm-hmm. because counseling is actual act that people are thinking they're getting into in a lot of cases it's kind of like um you have economics and economics theory mm-hmm. so people can be like right. a phd in economics yeah. and then get your business majors in Economics and so psychology is one of those things where it's a study of the mind, mm-hmm. and we have so many psychology majors, right. but a small number of them want to go on to be psychiatrists, Correct. or if they do, they have to go to med school. So, a small number of them understand that they still have to go through all of the rotations of medical school in order to be able to get an MD mm-hmm. to do psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, that is not connecting, <laughs> and that is you no, know, that came up in a couple questions yesterday for me um double majors I'll ask you about double majors what are your thoughts and and when are double majors helpful
1: um I've seen now you know since the dual enrollments the AP you know those Mm -hmm. opportunities have come up for high school kids now that a lot of them are done you know Mm -hmm. with their rights by the time they graduate so I think it opens an opportunity right, for them to pick up more than one major because they have the time uh, now but as far as with scholarships are you talking Yeah about?
0: scholarships hmm, interesting Um never thought about that <laughs> well right so I think there's some benefit yeah I agree you know granted they're linked in mm-hmm. some way mm-hmm. right you know and not all the time right I do think you can be a dance major and well, get yeah. pre get pre-med rec, you know prerequisites mm-hmm. you know you take science classes if you want and maybe yeah. you just love dance and you just want to do dance performance or you're yeah. in musical performance and that's that's paying for you to go to school but mm-hmm. you do a, another major in you know business or whatever mm-hmm. I don't know um so there's some something there for that yeah but they were saying that you know you're not really when you're coming in as a freshman-hmm you are just they're gonna list, you know, your major that you have usually. Yeah the one. The one, yeah. Versus both. Right. Um, and so I was talking with a young lady and she mentioned that she wanted to do accounting and medicine. Okay. Mm. And it was tough because I was trying to figure out, you know, ask what you want to do. Right. But I think that that just means, you know, our kids are asking questions and they're getting in conversation with people that, and they're mm-hmm. not really getting all the meat from the conversation. Right. Like they're soaking up pieces. Yeah. And healthcare administration is now actually a major. Yeah. So you don't have to piecemeal it. Right. Because right. you can look on there and a lot of yeah. schools have some sort of healthcare management, um, health administration mm-hmm. and public health. And then their concentration could be, you know, healthcare administration or yeah. whatever. And that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to do business. Oh, okay. Okay. If she doesn't go to medical school. Okay. Which there's no major for that. Yeah. So it was a tough, I mean, it was really a tough conversation because I was stumped. Yeah. I couldn't believe the question really, because it's really something that we got to think about because now kids have more and more opportunities to choose different things. And we are encouraging them to look at different ideas. Yeah. That's true. And, you know, when I was in school, I felt like the list had 30 majors on it. <laughs> and now you can pull up 100 majors yeah. to choose a journey or path. Right. And we're asking kids who are first generation with nobody to really guide them mm-hmm. to make a decision right about what they need to go into. Yeah.
1: The, that, that would have been an interesting conversation. Well, it was
0: you? just when you, <laughs> when you open up the floor for questions, Miss M, <laughs> and you get a question and I was just like. I'm glad I opened up for questions at the end. Yeah,
1: <laughs> because yeah, because that would have thrown you off your yeah.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is really something that we need to talk about. Yeah, because they're encouraging it, and it's mm-hmm. not like the other schools are. You know, some schools are saying, pick two majors mm-hmm. and you'll get you can get into a college mm-hmm. that we have room in basically. Yeah, uh,
1: there's just different questions I would lead. You know, would ask. You know, with that. I mean, I'm just wondering if is it going to keep her there longer? Is she getting right funding for you know? It's just different things I would ask. Follow Uh follow
2: up questions
1: (laughs) definitely follow up (laughs)
0: questions. Uh, We'll take a minute to hear from our sponsor you
2: yes you did you know you have the unique ability to positively impact a child for life it's true becoming a licensed foster parent means your ability to make a life-changing difference in the life of a child is a certainty hi we are family preservation community services a private nonprofit foster care agency that works in both north and south carolina to help children have loving and nurturing home environments do you have an extra bedroom do you have the patience to help mold and shape a child who may be a little shy and reserved due to past neglect, abuse, or other traumas. If you answered yes to any or all of the above questions and feel you are that somebody who has room in their hearts to foster a child, then please give us a call right away at 888- 782 3424, extension 11 or 12, or visit the website that's fpcscorp.com. We know becoming a foster parent is a deeply personal decision, so we greatly appreciate your consideration and we can't wait to hear from you.
0: All right, well, next thing I heard about yesterday homeschool. Okay, so getting more and more students, so every time. Mm -hmm. I've done, so, well, the past two times I've done these with uh, Pace. Uh-huh. I had a student that was on doing homeschool that was asking how they get, you know, the recommendation letters, academic mm-hmm. recommendation letters, and then how they get, um, you know, just in the clubs and stuff. And I just made sure, I know that they can, wherever their school is, Right. typically depending on which state, because I try not to give too much general stuff because South Carolina is kind of. Free for all with right. certain things, yeah. But you know, I encourage them to reach out to their schools to see what they can be involved in, yeah. yeah. In terms of sports, if they want to, because I know mm-hmm. that they can play sports. Uh, but and the then, academic,
1: it, yeah, and was then clubs different. and organizations, their community—Girl right. Scouts, Boy Scouts, Junior Optimists, right. yeah—that they may have to I... get creative, right?
0: <laughs> and they got to look and don't wait till the end because they don't have the luxury of looking right. at that laundry list and joining all the clubs, yes. And I did assure everybody that colleges and universities do know when you join all the clubs at the last minute, mm, and they really, mm-hmm. you know, have some meaningful connections right. to those organizations, right. um, and how you can express that makes a difference.
1: And it again, communication. It doesn't hurt to ask your your feeder school, your right. area school, um, because we had a homeschool kid that was a part of our JRLTC program. Mm-hmm which also led him to be in our beta club and our interact club, but the parent,
0: you know... Reached out. She did. (laughs) Maybe that's why we had a kid to reach out, but see, our RTC at my school Mm -hmm. wasn't meeting after school at the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So there was no...
1: Okay, that could be a difference, yeah.
0: Because if they were working out, if they were meeting after school, Mm -hmm. then you could come after school. Yeah. So then the question became... But
1: there are a lot of virtual programs now. Um, We talked about even just going into how to create a winning success resume mm-hmm. yesterday and just adding those clubs and organizations in. Start doing your research early, you know, looking into those clubs and organizations way before the kid gets into ninth grade right. or even eighth grade um, at the middle school. So um, that would be my suggestion for a parent or, you know, a student that's um, homeschool. Uh, I know jo- Jordan used to um, be a part of Junior Optimist, and I think there were six kids okay. that were from homeschool. The mom who led the the J.O. program was a homeschool parent. Right. So I think she started that program for that, that very reason. I think that was one of the reasons why she started. So, again, I mean, that was one of the things, you know, parents wanted to know about even going into camp opportunities, right. summer camp you know start reaching out to those colleges and universities we we see it all the time now coming in our emails mm-hmm. all of these opportunities it doesn't hurt to contact like either the marketing department or the admissions department in your in your area for those colleges and universities if they're offering summer programs
0: and you know i had i was talking about business week which is a great mm-hmm. opportunity mm-hmm. here in south carolina yeah With a parent, Mm -hmm. and the child was just like, "I don't want to go no place and stay for a week." And I'm just thinking, "Do you want? But you want to go to college? (laughs) Well, yes, ma'am." I'm like, "Well, you know, that's longer than a week." Mm -hmm. And the parent kind of looked uneasy, and I was thinking, "It doesn't change." You know, it just gives. It was a it's a great opportunity to get used to doing that outside Mm -hmm. of your family. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my parents were good about that, just to go for a week. Mm -hmm. And then it went well. Started like two or three days. Yeah. Then I went to a camp for a week. Then it was two weeks. Right. Then it was a month. Yeah. You know, and so it, it was nothing for me to get ready to go to girl state because mm-hmm. I had already been you going been to camps. It was nothing. We didn't have to have a special conversation. I was right. ready to go. And those opportunities will help you learn a lot about your child and children will help you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. Um I will say this, I had a lot more parents on and not children yesterday. I saw the same thing.
1: Uh and that's always disappointing to me. Um even for like an informational workshop right. when we do those, um, it's, it's just disappointing because a lot of the legwork in the end
0: will be done by the student. Right. Um I noticed that in my first session I was thinking, Oh, everybody right tell where you're from and it was mm-hmm. really most mostly mm-hmm. my ch- my child is this, my son is this, yeah. I'm working with two students, they're yeah. this. And I was thinking, Wow, well, hopefully they're in the room, they're probably not. Yeah. Um but I do want parents to think about, you know, I know sports ring sports started back up and those things, but they're the ones that have to kind of navigate this process. Mm-hmm. I'm good with y'all listening. I think parents should listen to our show. Yeah. Um, and some children, you know, children that they want to, but I think when it comes down to.
1: The workshops
0: and learning about the hands-on
1: and the day-to-day and, you know, a parent was asking me yesterday, well, what is Google classroom? What is Schoology? What is this? I right. you know. <laughs> What is you know in the school counseling office? What do you mean? There maybe a, a scholarship board or you know right. like oh my gosh like but the, but the kids the, know
0: right exactly
1: um but the parents aren't familiar with it mm-hmm. uh, so that was interesting so you know that's another reason why I always you know have your child sitting next to you or like
0: you said in the room um so they can have a conversation right I um. And that's why I basically stopped with one-on-one type stuff because mm-hmm. I was really working mm-hmm. with the parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not, it's its not effective in the long run because, right. because when it comes down to submitting these things, you know, I'm emailing the kid, the kid's not even communicating that with the parent because mm-hmm. they have to be both committed to what the move is at hand. Okay. So everyone has to equally want to get into a school or equally want to get that scholarship I met with some parents and a student on Friday afternoon. They want to go to Duke and UGA Mm -hmm. um, or one of the Ivies. And, you know, the young man's classes have already been picked. Not my student, of course, but Mm -hmm. already been picked in their IGP. Mm -hmm. And two of them were yearbook and two of them were PE class. And so, you know, this has already been picked with Mm -hmm. their parents for next year. And, you know, one of the things I had to really ask, you know, the group, since they wanted to meet, mm-hmm. you know, how much do y'all really want to go to these schools? Yeah. Oh, we really want him to go. He, he, you know, he can do it. We know he can do it. I said, well, why didn't y'all pick any like courses? Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and they were like, well, you know, with baseball, he's got this, he's got that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's something to consider. And then so this year, When I was getting them out, I said, oh, why do you have, you know, office helper, Mm. fourth block, (laughs) this semester? And it was, oh, well, I, you know, when we were picking it, there wasn't a class. I said, there wasn't a class. Mm. I said, well, every, so," and I explained to the parent, you know, everything that is on the transcript adds to the GPA. Correct. So even if it wasn't a class that you felt like you want to take or it was too difficult or... Whatever the case may be, that is at least a numerical grade um GPA points going into the transcript. Yes. Being an office helper gets you no credit. <laughs> nothing. So that's why I was asking. Because they kinda looked at me like I had five heads. Right. But I think it's important for people to know, and that's the only reason I'm sharing that. Because mm-hmm. you need to take courses. Yes. Um, unless for some reason your school built it in. I know with the IB like every every other day sometimes it's mm-hmm. built in for mm-hmm. you to you know, have open period and those things. But the only way to get points added to your GPA is to take courses. Yeah. Um, you know, you're looking at your weighted versus your unweighted GPA. Mm-hmm. You know, some states just have that weighted GPA listed. And so when you apply out of state, they have to extract, you know, the the quality points for A, a B, a C, and a D. And I tell students all the time and parents, colleges like to look at A's regardless. Now, mm-hmm. they do like A's. They will look at rigor after you get to a certain point, right? But they do like to see a student making A's. Yeah. So that's a hard conversation for parents sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it because it's sounds like we're talking now to mm-hmm. both sides of our mouths because right. we're saying we want you to make A's. Right. We want you to have the AP and the honors yeah. and the IB classes.
1: But if you have a D, <laughs> right, in this class. It's- time to jump ship and right. let's go down a level. Yeah. They don't like that conversation. Um, so, you know.
0: Well, socially, yeah. <laughs> I think people like to be in the class with the honor students. Mm-hmm. But realistically, mm-hmm. you know, if you are struggling in geometry honors mm-hmm. and you want to continue on the Algebra 2 honors, and I say struggling, I'm not talking about D at this point. When I say struggling, I'm talking about 75, 78 or less, mm-hmm. because if you could go to a CP course— and get an A or a B, right. then I would rather you do that because, yeah. you know, you're still looking at quality points and yeah. those things. They are looking at rigor. Yeah. You know, and, and I have this conversation all the time and this came up yesterday. Um, You know, rigor. We're talking about your AP, IB mm-hmm. and honors courses. Same with the family I met with. Uh, well, can he take <laughs> this and do that? And what about dual enrollment? Mm-hmm. And I explained with dual enrollment, that dual enrollment is not transferring to Duke. It's not transferring to your Ivy League school. It may go in as an elective credit. Maybe, maybe. Right. Yeah. So, and that's just not with those students, um, Mm -hmm. schools. Spelman and Morehouse don't take very much dual enrollment. Howard and Hampton don't take very much dual enrollment. North Carolina A&T doesn't take very much. So it just depends Mm -hmm. on your school. And so you need to have a general idea as you rack these dual enrollment courses up. um, to think about where you want to go to school and why you're racking them up. Right. And if you're racking them up to boost your GPA, that is not the rigor that those schools are talking about. Right. So, um, I mean, I get this because people are like, oh, the AP mm-hmm. and IB and people, and I think IB is a waste of time. I was like, well, I don't think it's a waste <laughs> of time if, you, if you're if you at a school that has IB. Yeah. um, And that's your option for higher level courses, mm-hmm. then and your goal is to go to an Ivy League or... Um, one of those top universities, then that be, should be your challenge versus the dual enrollment, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, in your state, unless you're applying to a school in your state. Right. So, right. Think, but think about AP being in a national standard, standardized coursework and test, and then your IB being a world international. Mm-hmm. Um, coursework curriculum those kind of things so think about it like that and your dual enrollment is your local community college or your state university or a state university in your area so keep that in mind when you're having that that was a big um, debate and it has been and will continue Mm to be right um, I agree as long as your dual enrollment schools particularly your community colleges are in your in in their pockets here trying to get more students Mm -hmm. because that's their job yeah (laughs) i <laughs> try to tell people all the time it is their job to get you in those um dual enrollment mm-hmm. classes is there that's what they want they want yeah. students too just like a a four year college two year colleges want students as well
1: and just circling back I, we were starting off just talking about the parents being in the sessions more than the students right. um, yesterday it i s i'm seeing it now it, it's a lot when you don't let the students sometimes take the lead that means they they don't they're not learning how to advocate for themselves mm-hmm. first year of school and we're seeing this now we're getting grades back right mm-hmm. <laughs> from yes. uh I don't know if all states do this but in our state uh, we receive the first semester grades mm-hmm. from um, the students who attend colleges and universities in South Carolina so I'll, I try to tell my kids before they graduate like listen tell me the truth Or if you need help or if you need me to lead you to a resource, don't wait until the last minute. And it paints a picture, you know, when we get those grades back. Um, But I can tell some of those students who parents did everything for them. And now I'm seeing their GPA or they're on academic probation because they fell below a 2.0. And, it's you know, I'm calling them on the phone. What happened? Did you go to tutoring? No one made me go. No one told, you know, right. no, I know this is in their spill. You know, in the beginning, we have these services available, but you didn't take advantage of them. Right. But again, your your mom is not there, you know, so I, I go back to you got to teach them to advocate for themselves. You do.
0: Yeah. And if they can't commit to a couple hours on a Saturday, mm-hmm. then it's going to be hard for them to commit to a couple hours of studying every day mm-hmm. during the week and mm-hmm. not go to – whatever event is. It be. doesn't have to be a party. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I had a parent who brought this up to me. He's like, well, my child doesn't even party. I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be a party to right. keep you from doing your work right. in college. There mm-hmm. are so many uh, different things. Right, <laughs> <laughs> People get caught up in volunteering and community service. They are the Baptist Collegiate Ministries mm-hmm. could be having things and kids easily get committed. And if they're the type yeah. that's a doer and a pleaser, yeah. the next thing you know, they're signed up to do this and do that. And movers and shakers have to be able to manage their time, too. Yeah. And so uh, just keep that in mind as you sign up for the next events. And when you're planning, there's a lot of essays coming through. You know, I had a parent say, oh, she came by to pick up scholarships for her Mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. She came by to pick up scholarships for her child who goes to that school. Right. So and it's like, oh, there's a lot of scholarships. And I was like, you're going to be busy this weekend. I didn't say it. Yeah. But it's because. Yeah. You got to make sure that you are having a student do those things. Mm -hmm. Um
1: yesterday evening um we had to turn in a Scott. you had to take it to the organization and i think they said they gave out over 50 packets. Right. Um Jordan and one other little well three girls were present and a boy and but only two of them turned in the applications. Right. Um they thought they were coming to a Q&A. a
0: mm-hmm.
1: And that's not what the email said, you know. And it's it's just sad. It's disheartening to me, right, to see that because again, I'm thinking, where's your mama? Where's your daddy? Because it spelled all of this out. It was due, no exception, no exceptions. Put it in an envelope. They even told them how to put it in there. Put it right. in order. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but that you know, it's a it's a process. And, it is a process. But there's resources. That's why we started mm-hmm. this show to start with. Yep. That's why how you got into Pay Scholarship Academy and. You know, and that's why you have Jordan coming out. Has she decided where no. she's going? She's just got, she's getting it all out there, huh? Yep. <laughs> well, I know it'll be fun um, yeah. mm-hmm. as we we follow Jordan to her next yeah. choice. It'll be a big decision, but, you know, you got a lot of things out there. We want to make sure that we are giving you the information that mm-hmm. you need. As far as your scholarship, last couple of things from me, I would say make sure you're answering the question that is asked in the essay. Yes. For the prompt. For the prompt,
1: yeah.
0: Okay. We do say yes, you can use the same essay mm-hmm. for a lot of scholarships. <laughs> we yeah. do not say all the scholarships. Right. Also, don't be afraid to do an essay that might take you, you know, out of your normal day-to-day mm-hmm. writing, right? So there's one that none of my students are touching mm-hmm. that is about should African Americans receive reparations? Mm-hmm. I, I try to give it to students all the time because they need to write it because I'm pretty sure, you know, these students don't want to write it because mm-hmm. it's just going to take, I think it has to be 750 words. But I think they're given a 1000 or $2,000. Okay. And, I mean, these they look at it and they're like, no, I'm not writing that. Okay. I'm not writing that. Mm-hmm. I'm not writing that. I'm like, take it home. See if somebody has written it. But you know what that would do? That would mean you couldn't use an essay you already had.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: But you know... <laughs> And I'm telling them, I'm saying, y'all, I promise you, you probably mm-hmm. be one of three people who will do this this essay. This
1: particular, correct. correct.
0: You have a really good chance of doing it. Well, how long is it going to take me to do it? I say, you know what, mm-hmm. you go home and talk to family about it. But there are some things that are challenging and there are some organizations that are asking, I think, those type of questions mm-hmm. to see who's willing to do the work.
1: And and now is the time for seniors, um, lots of local and state level scholarships in, in your areas, yes. wherever you live. Um, that are coming up, and they're pushing them out multiple, you know, each week, along with still national scholarships. You know, I want parents to still circle back to some of those um, search engine scholarships. America, they continue to put things out um, all the time. Uh, Kaleidoscope is another one. Um, Flavorful Ice, I think, is coming up, and that's $5,000. So not only are you doing local and state level, (laughs) you still have to circle back do the national level scholarships um as well. So again, we go back to some of those earlier episodes having a plan in place um you know before or when you start this process. So you know,
0: be organized. Just take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> take a deep It is it, right because I had a student got into USC and Clemson in 2 mm-hmm. days and she said, "Okay, I'm going to start my scholarships now." Yep. And I said, uh, "Okay. Yep. You know, you're a little behind." Yep. And she said, "Well, I didn't really think I was going to get in." Mhm. I said, "Well, I told you that you would, mm-hmm. but that would what? What do I know?" Yeah. I said, "Of course," but she's ready to get started, and she said, um, "Okay, so where should I start?" I said, right. "Well, just start at the go back to the scholarship board, get the yep. ones that apply to you, and do those." And then it was like, "But I mean, college can't really be free, can it?" <laughs> I said, "If you had started before today." certainly yeah <laughs> and there's uh, you know, still, and still got, more uh, out there
1: yeah parent uh, a parent said that in the success resume workshop you know i i came you know the parent came hoping to learn where sh- they should start right um she had senior twins and i'm like oh my gosh you so know, yesterday
0: she, yeah oh yeah. well at least <laughs> she came yeah she so did. that's what i wanted to make sure we yeah. left y'all with you know Take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Just get started. Um, it's
1: never too late to start. No, um, even if you don't get all the money your first year, you can still come back around in college. Yeah.
0: Well, we want to make sure that uh, you are following Pay Scholarship Academy on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna start doing better on mine because I've been busy. But future plans (laughs) underscore on Instagram for Miss H. And we'll see you next time. Yep.
1: Have a great week.